Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the WTF1 podcast live on Twitch. So I'm hoping right now the chat have just done W space, 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 T space, space, space. You know what I mean? So I'm hoping that's happened. But welcome to the post-quality podcast or the PQP, as we're now calling it uh, from now on, from now on. Uh, or the post-practice podcast sounds much better because it's the PPP. Anyway, we've got, we got some things to talk about, haven't we, Tommy? We've got some really a big lot things to, to talk, talk about. about. What a quality. Uh, the WTF1 founder, of course, Tom Bellingham here. Uh, you know, he's managed to find some time out of his day to celebrate a Fernando Alonso P2. Uh, and um, I'm buzzing. Yeah. Absolutely buzzing. You said before we just went live for this podcast, what did you say for Fernando Alonso? Uh, I woke... Uh, my baby daughter Grace up from cheering, celebrating as if Fernando Alonso just won the world championship. I was absolutely, <laughs> I was absolutely buzzing. Um, yeah, awesome. So glad to see him back at the front. Obviously, uh, Max was unstoppable. Uh, but yeah, the 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 thing for me, even as the Verstappen fanboy that I am, Alonso was was the star. It was awesome to awesome to see. I don't know if you were watching our live qualifying watch along with we Tommy, but I called it pretty much from Q1, didn't I? I was like, it's a fight for P2. Like, there's, there's nothing going on here. And there's no one that can really challenge Max. Although I say that, Science on his final run looked like yeah, he may have been... a little bit, wasn't there? There's one moment where you're like, hang on a minute, Science come out of nowhere. I did a joke poll on on our Twitter that was who's getting polled, Max Verstappen, Max Verstappen, Max Verstappen, or Max Verstappen, because it was just so, yeah. I did originally put him in my predictions, but I changed it last minute to be like, oh, it's boring if we all pick the same. But yeah, wet, it, it's got to the point now where if it's wet conditions, you'd be very silly to uh, bet against Max. Very silly indeed. Uh, and it turns out to be the correct uh, way of... Uh, Betting with Max because he was uh, just another level today. Completely and utterly flew away from the rest of the field. He never looked in doubt, really, did he? He was um, no. unstoppable. The The only time anyone ever got close to him was when a driver, obviously, as the track develops and it gets drier and drier, uh, everyone goes quicker. But it, it was only ever when Max hadn't done his lap yet and people had had that little advantage of setting a lap later. That's the only time they ever got close to him. And then obviously he'd just go out and do another lap and be, be you know, be like a second quicker every time he went round. It was quite something. But also he was. almost not surprising now. It's just, no. you just almost expect it from him, which is crazy. Wet weather is definitely a, a bigger leveller, isn't it? It's the great leveller, as they call it, where, you know, some drivers can show their, their skill, uh, their reactions, uh, in those conditions and, and get a bit further up the field. You know, I thought George Russell was definitely someone that could have snatched a top three uh, if uh, he hadn't gone for that risky, risky strategy. But let's reflect on Fernando Alonso a bit more. 40 years old, that man. 40 years old. And he has proved in one session, if there was ever any doubt from anybody that he deserves to be in Formula One. And to be, to be fair, have you watched the 2021 Hungarian Grand Prix if you still had doubts that he did not deserve to be in Formula One. <laughs> but to do that in those conditions where you just need to be at one with the car and to not have old age pensioner reaction times, you know, there's none of that. <laughs> he absolutely smashed Ocon and smashed it in an Alpine. Yeah. 
I've I've said it so many times. He's been so unlucky this year. Australia was, I think I even said it when we were doing one of our, it might have been the practice one yesterday where I mentioned about still almost not over uh, Australia and that would have been so exciting to see what he could have done. This is almost, feels like we've got a bit of redemption from that because we've got yeah. to see Alonso go for it. And um, he said in his post, uh, post-quali uh, interview that he's going to send it. Because of course he is. I mean, yeah. why wouldn't he? He's got nothing to lose. Absolutely exactly. nothing to lose. He's that not going to win the title. Is yeah. That was going to be my next question, or at least comment, was you just know if Alonso gets one centimetre better start than Verstappen, he's sending up the inside at turn one. It's just happening, isn't it? And I am waking up all the neighbours. Yeah. <laughs> he's you're, you're never, your favourite yeah, driver. Yeah, you'll never hear someone cheer so much for their favourite driver losing the lead of a race if Fernando Alonso takes the lead tomorrow in our race. Uh, I, I'd love to see it. It would be amazing. Um, just be such an amazing story. Uh, it's been such a shame to see Alonso. I've always thought he was, in my opinion, one of the best of all time and just never had, especially the last point of his career, you can say, and I'm sure a lot of people will, that some of it is self-inflicted, but he's not had the car to show his talents. And if you don't have the right car, you cannot challenge for a world title. So um, it'd be great to see him at the front. Again, it's been far too long. And uh, yeah, the fact that he's got nothing to lose makes it for such an exciting race. And we've seen almost a new Max Verstappen this year, haven't we, where he's not quite so aggressive and he's clearly thinking, you know, even when it's someone like Charles Leclerc, who he is actually fighting the title with, he's thinking more about playing the long game and not not doing anything rash. So if Alonso gets half a wheel at the inside match is probably just let him go because it's probably going to be a dry race from what i've seen in terms of weather reports it looks like it's the driest day of of what we've seen so far this weekend so yeah if if max loses the lead at turn one it's not the end of the world uh but fernando certainly wants that limelight i can promise you that for free uh so that's fernando alonso p2 on the grid absolutely loving life we've reflected a little bit on max already as well and unstoppable not really much more to say. It was very much a done deal for him. Let's talk about the third row of the grid. Haas. Like, what? Yeah. Were you just I, doing the maths there? I, was, I know. I was just thinking, I need to get the, the results up because I've come on this podcast so quickly. I'm like, yes, they are, they are the third row, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, they're fifth and sixth. Came out Unbelievable. ahead of Schumacher. Uh, welcome, Mick Schumacher, to the 2022 <laughs> season. Yeah, uh, that was... A much better drive from him. Uh, I know that he was outqualified by K Mag, but putting it P5 and P6 in the Haas, you cannot ask any more of both those drivers. And it should give them such a good opportunity to score great points. And for Mick, for Mick to maybe, just maybe, just score a point in Formula One. Yeah. Just keep it clean. Be sensible. Pick your battles. I, I, I'm, I'm, saying it like he's watching this podcast, but that's what he needs to do, doesn't he? Um, but yeah, Haas, oh my days. The only team, I think Katie said it in the, she at the end of the watch along, um, mm. the only team that with two cars in the top six are Haas. The team that were the meme last year of just being last without fail in every single session, the worst car by a mile 
and they're fifth and sixth on the grid. Two cars in the top six. Unbelievable. Um, oh, such a great grid. Because I was worried that, I said, said to you, like, it could dry out. Um, and then sometimes they can be a bit anticlimactic uh, when that happens and you still end up with a normal grid. But the fact that you've got an Alpine second, two Hasses, fifth and sixth, George Russell down in eighth in a Mercedes, Perez, which we're going to do later down there, Leclerc down there. You've got that mixed up grid that you want mm. from a from a wet a wet quali. So yeah, going to be a fascinating race. If you just took Verstappen out, it'd be yeah, the, what a what a grid would have. Uh, but still, yeah, very all right, mixed. All right, up. really three D. <laughs> God, they need us to start paying us. Yeah, true. Uh, next up, uh, Ocon was uh, was P7, probably worth mentioning as well. A decent qualifying, but obviously nowhere near what, what Fernando Alonso managed. Uh, but another shout out, just like for Haas, we have to give to Joe Guan Yu, who is starting P10, isn't he? As far as I'm aware. He is. He was yeah. 10th fastest, but still making it through to Q3, out qualifying Valtteri Bottas. That is such a good performance. From looking at the start of the season to where he was, to where he is now for through a performance like that, that just that's the kind of glimmers of hope that Alfa Romeo would want to see from uh, Zhou Guan Yu because he was getting out qualified quite a lot. He was also having a huge amount of bad luck, so he wasn't able to really show what he's able to do, but a fantastic qualifying from him, uh, and he should be very, very happy with himself. Yeah, it's about time. I'm just praying they get us a bit of luck in the race because... Valtteri has had all the bad luck in practice sessions, but Zhou Guan Yu has just had absolutely no luck in the races. He's not, sure, he's not been amazing, but he's not really been able to show what he can do either because his car just breaks down every race. Um, so it's great to see him. He was absolutely buzzing as well. It was really nice to hear a bit team radio where, you know, a driver is, um, yeah, so happy and he seems like just such a great guy and happy to be proving a lot of people wrong because I know he got a lot of um, backlash and you understand that people uh, jump on the pay drive thing, especially when people like Oscar Piastri didn't get a seat, but he's certainly not as bad as people think and um, he's doing a good job. So yeah, I hope he has a good, good race tomorrow. Fingers crossed. Yeah. He's got a good chance uh, to potentially score a point. Let's see. Um, let's talk about someone who's not so happy now. Sergio Perez Yeesh. just hasn't looked good all weekend. Has he really not particularly confident? And it's, it's a shame because of course, you know, he talks about challenging for the title and it's in his own hands and yada, 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 but we don't see these mistakes from a Max, from Max Verstappen. And no. to be a title contender in a championship like this, you can't be starting 15th in a, in a crazy session like this, where you'd think that, it could easily be a chance for pole position. Uh, you know, it was a mistake as well that, you know, it's just, it, it was just a lack of judgment, wasn't it really? He's clearly gone in a bit too hot, locked up his brakes and he's in the wall at a place where he couldn't salvage the car either. He tried his best uh, and we'll allow him to make this mistake because I think we can then not put him in the championship contender category if these sorts of things happen. So we can go, yeah, fine. Overall, his season has been mega. And a mistake like this, if he can make up for it, finish top five in the race uh, tomorrow, then it's a good recovery drive. But 
I think he's just done it for entertainment's sake, to be honest with you, Tommy. He's he knows that Leclerc's <laughs> starting 19th, and he thought, you know what? The fans want to see me start from 15th, so I'm going to do that for you. That is, of course, if his car is all good, which uh, I imagine hopefully it will be because it wasn't a big impact. And then wasn't it very strange, the trail that they took Sergio Perez on to go back to the pits? Yeah, proper adventure. Uh, it was like Bear Grylls kind of stuff. Yeah. It was on a hill. He could have easily lost his balance and fallen into the, <laughs> into the river. Yeah, old school circuit right there where unconventional way to get to get back and you've got to... A bit of like orienteering with like a compass or whatever to try and get back to the the pits but yeah Sergio you're right it's not it's, it's not the kind of thing you need to you don't want to be doing that when there's all this talk of you know he's a title contender and like you say Max Max has been ridiculous I saw that saw the stat recently where his last 50 race finishes have always been on the podium or something apart from two, uh, which is just ridiculous. And <laughs> like, and that's the thing with Verstappen, people were, not, we, we weren't writing him off, but some people were saying, you know, oh, Checo's a title contender. And I think a lot of the people do obviously joke about it on Twitter, of like, oh, Verstappen's washed, but he finished P3 at Monaco. And, and if that's a bad result, you're in a very, very good place. Uh, having a bad weekend and finishing on the podium. Um, but Checo, if he wants to, even if he can't beat Max and wants to, uh, dare I say it, do a Rosberg and just just be there. And then if Max has some failures, then he can just keep totting up the points. But he's not going to challenge for the title if he's throwing away points like that. So, yeah, not not great. Like you say, Verstappen doesn't, make those mistakes anymore so they're the they're the kind of it's a kind of race where you're probably thinking i'm not going to beat max this weekend because it's wet weather he's probably going to win uh or like get pole or whatever just just get the next best result especially with charles leclerc down down in last so yeah not good for sergio Exactly. There wasn't many drivers for him to beat. That's that's the thing yeah. you know, in, in the sense of like competitive cars, if we're putting that in the in the mix. You know, he had to beat the Mercedes. He had to beat Fernando Alonso and slot into that six tenth gap that Verstappen had back to Alonso. So that, that was a big gap for Perez to potentially fit into. But unfortunately for him, ended up in the wall and uh, will start 15th. Uh, Charles Leclerc, as you may well have heard, but I'll mention it anyway. He'll be starting from the back of the grid, P19. Uh, after changing everything pretty much uh so getting a fresh batch of parts can't imagine that'll be the only time he does it this season considering there are loads of races to go we're in round nine of a 22 race season uh but yeah it was probably the right decision for for Charles Leclerc to do that not to just take a 10 place penalty but not take the rest of the parts you may as well just take them all then you don't have to potentially take a penalty for a few more races and and fingers crossed he can go racing tomorrow and and really go for it. Uh, so I, I don't think the Ferrari strategy here of, of taking everything uh, in Canada, having the understanding that they had to take at least a 10-place penalty, they may as well just get the pain over and done with for a while uh, in Canada. 100%. And I I mean, this is what, this is what Sergio Perez is going to have to do. Um, I wouldn't want to be starting slap bang in the middle of the pack at a circuit like 
circuit Gilles Villeneuve. It's very tight, twisty, turn one. You've seen a lot of incidents into turn one. It's not really the place you want to be. So I'd argue it's even safer to be last than it is probably 10th. And with a car like that, you're going to get through the field quite quickly anyway. So like you say, take all the points. I think it is definitely the right decision to to do. But when they initially announced that it would just be a 10 place, I said it that I'd be amazed if they don't don't do it all because just get get yourself out of the way of all the the turn one drama, especially when there'll be a mixed up grid. So there'll be people going, well, Fernando Alonso, a great example, like going with nothing to lose that are going to want an amazing result and they're going to go into turn one and absolutely send it. So I think it's best for Leclerc and he's probably going to provide a lot of entertainment tomorrow. I hope so. Good entertainment. Not yeah. the kind of entertainment of him coming through the pack at Monaco that time. That was uh, quite <laughs> hard to watch uh, when yeah. they obviously ended up um, not not finishing. Um, other drivers, we should talk about George Russell, his attempt on the soft tyres. Uh, he's going to be starting P8 tomorrow. Uh, I like the fact he went for it. It was very much borderline. I think he so nearly got away with it. Like He, <laughs> he went through the wet patch seemed okay and then just got a tidy slide on and then it's just game over but if he managed to get through that first sector i would have loved to have seen what he could have done in those next two which were much drier uh than that first sector but that was the reason why you know, a lot of drive well every driver didn't go for the soft tires barring george russell because that first those first few corners were puddles everywhere uh, but he had to just try and get through that lose the time and then maybe make it up towards the end he could have then obviously had maybe another lap or two as well to build a bit more tyre temperature. So I think George could have had a chance had he found that dry line, which was so narrow, uh, but unfortunately he didn't. And uh, P8 is not the end of the world. Obviously Hamilton's up in P4, which was a, a really solid qualifying from him, it has to be said. Uh, so yeah, it's going to be interesting to watch uh, watch those two uh, tomorrow. Uh, and then Danny Rick out qualifying Norris, but of course Lando had those problems with his uh, power unit. Um, but yeah, Danny Rick, not too bad, is it? Q3, can't yeah, really complain decent, too much. Decent performance with with George. Yeah, it would have. I did wonder if anyone was going to gamble, and it didn't end up being the right thing. But you're right; it would have been fascinating because I would have, wouldn't have been surprised if maybe they'd have gone quickest in the third sector because that looked very dry, very much a dry line. And then, of course, with these things that you just go quicker and quicker as you're, we saw it at Spa and things like that, where you just, when it's a drying track, every lap on a certain tie, you just get quicker and quicker. So, yeah, um, George is another one that you think is out of position. So you've got a lot of drivers out of position, which is what we, well, we don't like to see it. And I'm not just saying saying this because you're here obviously i want a close title fight so it's a shame that leclerc is down at the bottle bottom but the bottle the bottle excuse me <laughs> sorry <laughs> he's bottled it he's bottled it no it wasn't him um i was reading uh latifi and stroll's name uh that's obviously why it popped <laughs> into my head um speaking of bottle aston martin what on earth happened oh, to them i put that in my top five yeah so did katie 16th and 17th it's um Shocker. Well, Vettel, you heard him on this on the team radio. He was, he was shocked. He 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 just had no grip compared to uh, the morning session. He said, and 
you could tell how angry he was and clearly saw a massive um a massive opportunity uh today but it just didn't manage to didn't manage to to get anything out of it really he outqualified Lance Stroll uh so well done Sebastian Vettel um but I think I've maybe jinxed him with uh, mm. probably my predictions, which I will uh, wonder, we will reflect on very shortly. Wonder if it had been better as the track dried later on on the inters because that's where they were quick in FP three. Yeah, um, I wonder if if it was that and they just couldn't couldn't do it when the track was absolutely appalling. Because I mean, to be fair, the start of the session it was it was looking borderline those conditions where formula 1 loved to throw a red flag because the visibility's bad and i was thinking oh no please please don't put the red flag out because there were some moments where you saw the spray and you, and then hamilton came on the radio and said he couldn't see a lot and i'm like oh no this is all going one way but uh, thankfully uh, we got the session underway now i've just read my Canadian Grand Prix predictions. So uh, I'm going to now reflect on them right now because uh, you may well have seen if you're watching on uh, oh, live on Twitch me. right now, my facial expression as I reread them. So I've gone for Sebastian Vettel scores points again. Uh, that'll be quite difficult from where he's starting. And Charles Leclerc win. You never know. <laughs> why, have I, why have I done that when he clearly was going to have to change some parts? So, uh, you know... <laughs> There's going to have to be some craziness if either of those are going to go uh, my way. Uh, Katie went for someone crashes at the Wall of Champions. We have not had that yet. And to be fair, I know I think Katie was saying, oh, you know, uh, with it being a wet qualifying, maybe we'll have it then. If anything, I think it was less likelihood of them going into the Wall of Champions during a wet quali because they they weren't going anywhere near the curb, uh, the exit curb where the Wall of Champions is. so yeah, nothing that hasn't happened yet. And more drama, drama, more drama for Ferrari power units. I, um, I don't think, I don't think, I think she's going to argue for a half point because of yeah, the right, Leclerc right. penalty, I imagine. Uh, so okay, interesting. We'll, we'll get but ready more for, drama. Uh, okay, we'll, we'll we'll debate we'll that see. I'm sure uh, on the uh, post race podcast. And Tommy, yours? Um, <laughs> I've gone for Alonso top it. five in quality. Thank you very much. And. Well, we'll see how this one goes, but first time Russell is out of the top five in the race. He's on the back foot at the moment. We shall see. You, you could get a little double smacker there, mate. You you, you smashed it. Uh, the fans, Abishi, 532-11473. We might see a first time winner considering some drivers have got their first wins at Canada. Signs is your best bet for that. Yeah. Uh, Alonso yeeting into the side of a staff at a uh, turn one. <laughs> the young driver of Fernando Alonso. Oh yeah, maybe that. Uh, ICS Grec, Leclerc pole position and not winning. No. And Thomas Phipps 12, Vettel top five. Okay. Oof. Looking very good. So Tommy's the only one looking massively good uh, going into uh, tomorrow. Uh, let's get some questions uh, from the Twitch chat. Twitch chat, get your questions in. I've got uh, a great we'll thing to read out from one of our Twitch subscribers. Go on. Uh, Mifidja128 has written in the chat, last time Fernando Alonso was on the front row, 15 of the current drivers had not raced an F1 yet. That is wild. I thought you were going to say 15 haven't been born. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, probably not far off that as well. Yeah, yeah. It's wild. Uh, would you like to see Alonso win it or bin it into turn one? Asks Ziggle. Yes. Uh, yes. Go well, for it. 
Yeah, I, I wouldn't want to see him bin it into uh, the no, stands. No, of course not. I'd want, you to want to see, see him a good fight, it. but yeah, uh, it'll be good to good to see him go for the go for the lead for sure. Uh, by the way, do we know if it's a dry or wet race? Says King in the North. I think it's supposed to be dry. Uh, I'll have to check that because the the weather does change uh, quite quickly. But um, yeah, I think it, sunny. From what I, yeah, yep, sunny. Sunny. No chance uh, of rain. Vicky C ninety three X. Are you shocked by Gasly out in Q one? Yes, I am. Yeah, we yeah. don't mention that. That was a big. That was that. a big shock, wasn't it? Yeah, that was a. Didn't expect that because he was up there and he was P two, P three. So yeah, again, Katie put Gasly and Vettel in their predictions. They both yeah. went out in Q one. <laughs> yeah, that was a that was a bit of a stinker, has to be said. Um, do you think Max Verstappen has had his performances improved because he's not as fussed over the championship now? Uh, says large large ads. Um, I don't think he cared think last year. He's got year a better so car. <laughs> like he's he was very shruggy, shrug offish, wasn't he? Like just kind of shrugged everything <laughs> off. Uh, when he was asked about the championship last year. But yeah, I mean, sure, winning a world title is going to take a little bit of pressure off your shoulders. But I think he is driving more mature, 100%. He's, he knows how to win a championship now. And he knows those 50-50 situations sometimes just don't go for it. I think and maybe however, a 50-50 situation will come when Alonso seems up the inside. Yeah, it's something he will never admit. I'm 100% sure of it. But I wonder, in my opinion he looks back on something like Silverstone, which I still think is Hamilton's fault, but obviously it does take two to tango. And if you turn into a, you know, if he'd have just let Hamilton go, for example, set up for P2, maybe got him back later in the race or just finished P2, championships is easy, things like that. Like moments like that where he doesn't need to win every single Grand Prix and just thinking of the championship. And we have seen that with Leclerc a bit more this year, where some of the moves with Leclerc is offered so much more s- space and um, is not... I, I think uh, Spain is a great example where in the in 2021, he centred in the on Hamilton with a very audacious move <laughs> that Hamilton had to just dive out of the way or, or it was going to be a crash. He could have easily done the same thing to Leclerc, but he didn't. And I think that just shows that he's not not quite as desperate, but he also might think he's got a better car behind him and it's not not he doesn't need mm. to be so desperate as well. It's very true. Yeah. Mercedes were a car that you expect to be a little bit quicker um last year. So maybe there was a slight different um attitude there. Uh, question from Patty NUFC one. Where will Alonso realistically finish? I think he'd get a podium. I think he can finish P3. With Perez starting 15th, Leclerc 20th. Alonso race pace looked decent. Tommy, don't you make that face. Let's believe, okay? On Friday, his practice practice pace wasn't bad. Uh, Dry race. I I think Leclerc, I think, yeah. I think he's looking at P3 and just hoping that Sergio and Charles take a long time to get through the pack because they're going to have rocket ships. That's... uh, that's pretty much it. I think he'll be a bit of a sitting duck if they do come up the back. Um, that's going to sound very weird. <laughs> yeah, the backside if, of him. if they do arrive, if I, they do arrive on his rear wing, let's go that way. Uh, other questions. Let's have a look and see. Will Gotifi win? I don't think so. Somehow. Checko out of the points, calling it now, says 10 Club 3. Mm. Um, do we know more about the porpoising rule? 
uh, all we know is that they are going to confirm the details at Silverstone. Bit too, bit too rushed to sort it out for the Canadian Grand Prix. And in porpoising doesn't seem too bad either uh, around around Canada, does it? Especially not in the wet as well. It was if there was ever if it had been a dry session, I'm sure I'd have heard a lot more about it. But because it was so exciting in a wet session almost forgot it was a thing well i did forget it was a thing to be honest yeah. until i just saw that question because <laughs> it's just like oh yeah yeah absolutely well tommy i think that pretty much sums up our post quali podcast uh, what's your final thoughts my final thoughts oh, are Fernando, I love him. yes i knew it was going to um no just hope for hope for an exciting race tomorrow it's going to be i'm just really glad we ha- do have that mixed up grid Obviously, we do have the step, and it's going to be very quick from the lead. But there's going to be so many interesting stories on that grid. I'm looking forward to the race watch along tomorrow, and fanboying yeah. an extreme amount. I'm sure those two you on will. the front row. <laughs> I'm sure, but you also will. very scared when <laughs> when them going into turn one together. Yes, that's going to be a going to be fun to watch on our race watch along tomorrow. Me and you. Twitch. Maybe we'll both wear a grey t-shirt tomorrow as well. We'll see. But yep. um, yeah, we, uh, we definitely didn't, <laughs> uh, didn't message each other to find out what colour t-shirt uh, we're wearing. Uh, thank you, everybody, for, for watching and listening. Uh, please do leave us uh, five stars, a thumbs up, good feedback, whatever you want to do on whatever audio platform you're listening on. And thank you to Twitch chat for also tuning in live. Yes, Tommy? Speaking of uh, t-shirt, Alpine uh, tweeted a picture of uh, a fan wearing our El Plan t-shirt from the WTF1 shop. So there you go. Oh, really? Yeah. You can find that over <laughs> at the WTF1 store, which is shop.wtf1.com, isn't it? It is indeed. So go and check out if you want your own El Plan t-shirt. It won't arrive for tomorrow. I can promise you that for free. But <laughs> if you uh, want one for Silverstone, maybe uh, go and have a look. But cool. Thank you, everybody, for watching and listening. Don't go anywhere, Twitch chat. We are actually going to say goodbye to you properly, but we're just kind of signing off the podcast, which is very interesting. So thank you, podcast people. Take care. See you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. I don't even know if this is going out as a video, but I'm waving anyway. No, I always wave. <laughs> <laughs> goodbye, audio. <laughs> bye. Bye, audio people. <laughs>